This is your King Baby Duck, Evan Borgo, the host of the No Borders, No Race podcast show. Every other Tuesday, you can hear the hottest J-pop and alternative music around. Plus, I give my thoughts on many aspects of the pop culture world, all with a pure Bostonian perspective. That's No Borders, No Race, only on BostonBastardBrigade.com, where great music of many genres come together as one. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. Furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this podcast. Hey everybody, it's time to LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Ronma S, Mako-chan, and Ari Rockefeller. Hey everybody, welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 458. We are that podcast that talks about anime, games, conventions, the fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm DJ Ronma S. I'm Ari Rockefeller. I am Mako-chan. And I'm Ichigo Gami. And for some reason, uh, Streamlabs thought it was a great idea to push the audio through the sound blaster instead of the mixer. That's why you didn't hear anything. At least it's not me this week. Yay! Well, well, that's, well, that, well that's true. I can fix that in the post-edit, so I'm just like, what in God's name happened now? Ugh. I mean, er everything looks to be absolutely fine so i don't know what it is i still think this is this ties back to the whole issue with um not being able to push the audio the video through vlc and have it capture the, sc the screen like normal i still have not been able to fix that some people say that it fixes itself on its own i'm at the point where you know what i absolutely don't care i have a box fan about I'd say maybe about six feet away, hitting me with some decent cool air. I, I, I'm going to survive the next hour and a half. So, anywho, how is everybody doing tonight? Eh. Okay, question mark? <laughs> I'll <laughs> gladly take that. <laughs> oh, man. Again, I apologize for the screw-up. Like I said, it'll be fixed in the post-audio, which... I've been doing a lot more than I normally should, so many apologies. So, anywho, we are live tonight, week of July 7th, 2020, right here on Twitch TV. You can follow us every week, every Tuesday from 9.30 to 11 on Twitch TV slash Anime Jam Session. Throughout the week, I may be doing some retro gaming streams. It all depends on how I feel and what's going on. Uh, we're also co-hosted by the amazing people at the Voice of Geeks Network. You can find them at vognetwork.com. And they're also on on Twitch. You can find them at Twitch TV slash uh, Vog Network. They kick things off on Sundays with the Bobby Blackwolf Show on Orange Lounge Radio. So we're going to have lots of fun with that. So and don't forget, we are also on Discord. You can find this at vognetwork.com slash Discord. Every show as part of the Voice of Geeks Network has a Discord channel. So come by, hang out, and let us know what's up, and we'll make things better for you. Uh, the pool is ready to go. I think Junami finally got it up and running, so, you know... I don't have to dock him a day's pay. 
<sighs> Anywho, let's go ahead and kick things off to the next section here, which I did and, and not even realize. So, you know, what's the point of having a little service device here so I can send um, the rundown going up or down? So, anywho, let's go ahead and kick things off with how was your week? How was your day? Ari, you do that. I gotta grab some water. Be right back. Um, okay. Uh, well, I got paid today, and uh, I managed to get the backed rent and uh, phone bill done, so that's where that money all went. And, uh, well, it's just normal, uh, you know, day-to-day -day stuff, uh, trying to survive with work. Um, this is actually going to be my last week at my, uh, current, you know, position at work, because on, a on Monday, I'll be starting as a supervisor. Congrats. Yay! Promotion! Well-deserved. Well-deserved. Yeah, well, I've only been uh, gunning for it for, like, years now. <laughs> well, if you work hard enough, it comes your way, and if you don't work hard enough, you can always pistol whip somebody into submission. But, yeah, it's just, you know, surviving until uh, the actual supervisor pay rate comes in and uh, I can I'll have more money coming in I'll be able to at least consider you know improving my living conditions mm. well, every step every little bit counts I mean look every single one of y'all have been to AJS Studios and you see how and you see how big it is I think my entire apartment can fit in Ichigo's uh, work basement uh, oh, I would agree. Probably, yeah. It, it's probably a little bit bigger than what I the work state I'm in. But yeah, that's one of those things. Is like, even with the house, house though, there are money pits you can fall into. So, mm -hmm. also case in point, my apartment is about the size of Mako-chan's living room. Maybe the like the living room dining room area. That's what I meant. That whole yeah, that, that whole, whole area. Yeah, that whole section. Yeah. yeah. That's what I meant. That whole section there. So. But yeah, I don't want to say too much about it, lest I uh, hex oh. myself and things go sideways on me. Then it, look, you you know the rules around here, so you know say say what has to be said, and that's it. I wouldn't worry too much if they're saying you're going to get it. You got it. You earned it. You know, party on, Wayne. Party on, God. We're gonna speak the positivity out into the universe, and I will keep you in my positive thoughts. Mm-hmm. Oh, pardon me. Um, then, uh, yeah, that's it for me, then. Alright. Mako-chan, how was your week? How was your day? Um, not bad. Uh, I got back into playing Animal Crossing a little bit, just trying to clean everything up, um, and, uh, you know, just do a little bit every day. Mm -hmm. Been doing a lot of reading, uh, been doing some more writing, uh, got out this weekend and was playing Pokemon Go like crazy. And yeah, that's about it. I, I, I Boring life. I mean, given that we're basically in self-fortitude, it's basically, yeah, you know. True. Mm -hmm. True. But still, um, I don't know. I'm okay. That's good. <laughs> Ichigo, how was your week? How was your day? Uh, 
Uh, well, I got a commission finished that I've been meaning to wrap up. I started new ones. I also, with the help of my helpful friend Ranma and a few of my other friends, got to test out the new cable of my wireless mic. And now you all are hearing me on the wireless mic. So in chat, please let me know what you think of my um, modified digs, I guess. Um, otherwise, uh, yeah, it's just getting into sewing and still working on the fabric library. That is going to be a constant fellow. Um, and that is basically the only project keeping me from going slowly insane. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, and we, I know that like, uh, uh, simple meals are definitely, uh, something that we all don't get out to get and stuff, but we ended up stopping at like, uh, Wegmans this weekend mm -hmm. and got some simple desserts. So that was a nice little joyful little outing. And then we got to share them. So me and my hubs got to share them. And so that was like my little like mental health thing we did this week. You know what's interesting? There's a, they actually opened a Wegmans out here a few months ago. And I found out one of my friends, I didn't know she worked for the company. She's like, I'm making a trip to Brooklyn. And I'm just like, let me know when you get here. Let's hang out. And, I'm just, and I found out later she was here on business. I was like, oh. And the thing is, I have yet to go to that Wegmans. And I'm just like, oh, I'll get there when I get to it. And I've been seeing, like, advertisements for their subs. I'm just like, and part of my mind is going, where the fuck is a Wegmans at around here? And then my <laughs> mind goes, oh, wait, they just opened one up over somewhere or another side I mean, if you get a chance to get out there, um, they're definitely, I mean, they're bougie. I, like no lie hella bougie AF they're like they're on like the level of what I would say like Whole Foods but they do have nice little desserts so like for the price you might pay for a piece of cheesecake if you went out to eat you can get a nice little like uh, we got like this tart trifle mm -hmm. and like a little peanut butter pie mm -hmm. and they were like six dollars a piece so like that's like a piece I, I, of, of cake or something and they're really good and they were oh, good quality oh, I... they're something they you know, you can eat and, and enjoy, so. Oh, I know. One time, me and Mako, we stopped there, you know, before going to a con. I think we stopped there before going to CloverCon to grab breakfast foods. And pretty, mm -hmm. pretty reasonable. I ain't gonna complain, so, yeah. I mean, to me, it's like, it's a reasonable price for paying your workers a living wage. And they're one of those, they're one of those companies that works to do that a lot more than other grocery stores that I've seen. So. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Been there, done that, wrote the book, did the tour, signed the autograph. Yeah, so um, I, I appreciate them, and uh, yeah, I hope that all of you guys out in our little listening realm are staying hydrated and making sure to take care of yourselves. Speaking of staying hydrated. Cheers! Cheers all! Staying hydrated! Drink, drink for the podcast! We're gonna do like a hydration second, or hydration minute, I don't know! <laughs> There we go. All right. So my weekend day has been pretty interesting, more or less. Well, I finally got the results of my COVID-19 results. I had to call them to find out because they told me, oh, we'll let you know. We'll call you. They called me about the results of my other test, which I made an appointment for for Thursday. So I don't think that's that big of a deal. So, And the test came back negative, So, which I knew it was going to. So... If it didn't, I'd be like, well, what's the next step? Take these medications, stay in the house for three weeks? I've been doing that already. What's one more day? 
I mean, the only other thing that you could be dealing with is if you're not having any symptoms is you could be the asymptomatic or you could just get the antibodies in a few weeks. So, it, I mean, I'm glad that you're not positive because that means you're staying healthy and good. So, Look, yay for being healthy. Yeah, the only time I leave my house without a mask is when I'm going to the front of the apartment, the front of the house to check the mail or when I'm sticking my head out telling the delivery guy, you know, I got it. I mean, what's the point of, of co a contactless drop-off when they still call you to make sure you get the... J just drop off. Now, I understand that the dog is barking and it freaks you. That, I totally understand. I will gladly come outside and pick up the food and go. So, But, besides that, dealing with the post office, because Friday, I ordered a popcorn bucket because I was tired of eating popcorn out of microwave bags. And I'm spending, t I'm just like, I kind of want like the traditional square ones, the ones you see in the Steve Colbert gifts, you know, because I, I love yeah, those. Yeah, like the old, like, old, movie, old like yes. movie theater popcorn. Yeah, I love those things. I love those, you know. I ended up finding like a nice Donald Duck one for like $9. I was like, it'll work. Order it Friday. It's supposed to be delivered Sunday. I, I check Amazon and it says there was a problem delivering it at 4.57 p.m. I'm just like, nobody showed up. And it said contact your local carrier to pick up the pro to pick up the product. Okay. I go over to the post office yesterday and I'm like, I want my package. The woman who gives me a grief, who I can't stand every single time, tells me it's on the truck. You'll have it today. So I get a, I check Amazon this morning and it says it's out for delivery. So I'm like, okay, fine. And then I think either when I was leaving to do my normal errands or when I was coming back, I got an, a notification saying, oh, it's been delivered. The package is not here. After the podcast, I'm gonna go outside and just randomly check. And then after that, if it's not there, I'm going to have to suit up and go over to the post office Wednesday and be like, yep, where's my package? You know. But besides that, having to deal with Best Buy, oh, did I tell you? So I ordered, I, I decided to order a game. I picked up Bayonetta 2 for a Switch. And this Best Buy location was open, curbside pickup. Great. I'll pick that up on top of, you know, my other game I picked up last week. I might have mentioned it. But when I got there, none of the entrances were open. So I'm trying to call Best Buy to file a complaint. I end up fi figuring out that I can go on the website, even after I order for store pickup, have it shipped to my house. And I'm like, great. I'll have it shipped to my house. says I'll have it on Monday. It didn't arrive until this afternoon. So I'm just like least I have it. But on the plus side, I did receive one of my packages um, here. Um, if you can't tell, I'm wearing an LTT shirt. It stands for Linus Tech Tips. It's And basically, Linus is like my favorite YouTuber. He's a, he's a nerd. I like I like his stuff. So during one, one of his streams, he had a, he was like free shipping to the US because he's out of Canada. So free shipping for $50. So I decided you know, let me get a shirt. He's had some shirts on his site that I just never bought because I'm just like, I didn't want this shirt. I was like, maybe. But I got this. 
Hey, hey, Pale, what's going on, dude? So I got the shirt. I got the the canteen, which and almost in every single video of his, he's drinking out of it. He's going lttstore.com, and I got <laughs> a package of cable ties, which I will probably will be redoing my my desktop with later. So I got that, and that arrived yesterday. So I'm quite happy about that. So. Other than that, my week and day has been pretty good, you know, except for the fact that I also failed at trying to find an instant pot blender at a Bed Bath & Beyond. <laughs> I mean, they were selling it for, they're selling it for $50. It's a great steal. What can I say? Probably what's going to end up happening is it'll be on sale for Black Friday and I'll just order it online because, and I just sat here and I realized Black Friday is going to be a cluster fuck this year. That's like it's not any other year. <laughs> no! Give yeah, me why do you say that? I mean, the fact that we're under a pandemic. Do you really think people are going to follow the six-foot rule? They don't yeah. follow it now. So I went to the post office today, and I had a lady behind me, and she came in, because our, ours is yeah. like old-school southern, little box of a mail place, because that's just how it is. And we had a lineup, and this lady came through the door, and she was standing, I'd say she was standing within two feet of me. It wasn't bothering me to the point, but then the postal worker right at the front was like, uh, ma'am, I'm going to need you to step outside the door. Now, uh, the lady was like, oh, just me? Because I motioned, because I thought she was talking just to all of us right, as a group. Right. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, cool, I'm good with moving outside the door. I'm with, I'm, I'm like six feet from the person in front of me, but I understand we're trying, we're all trying to work together here. Some of us are not Karen, um, <laughs> or Kyle, or Kevin, but, um, the lady behind me was like, oh, just me though? And I was just kind of like... No. I I turned and I looked at her and she was just like, "Oh, just me though." And then she like walked out the door and was like, "Then I'm going somewhere else." And she said, "Bitch." And then she walked out the door and the postal worker's just like behind her little plexiglass wall going like, "I'm just trying to enforce what we're supposed to be enforcing and right. being good for the community." But but okay. And so like everybody else in the little box of the mail room was just like, it's fine. Like you were good. Like you were all good. This lady's just, she has some projections. She's just, I don't know, but yeah, no. Mm. Humanity fails me a little bit more every day. No, I, I, no, I get you. This is why, you know, I think I was in a bus one day. I had some woman screaming at me about, about the space. I have my headphones on. I'm like, the bus is a little crowded. I'm standing over here with my mask. What more do you want? And bad up yesterday, it started raining, and people just start. The six foot went to like six inches, and I'm just like, look, oh, I oh understand God, it's bad weather. If you didn't bring an umbrella, take your ass home. That's it. At least uh, at don't my get point, me st don't get me started on the bad weather yesterday. Uh, look, like I, yeah, it was like pouring. It's just coming down in buckets, and like the over. The canopy, the overhang, it was just pouring off like giant wa curtains of water just Ooh. falling on you. The, the, the wind didn't help either. We need to get into like the rain fashion like Japan has where we all turn into like little jellyfish with the giant like tube umbrella like uh, hood thing mm -hmm. that was popular in like 2014. It came out and it was like a uh, the waterproof hood with the little shoulder umbrella thing. We I all need to see. I just want, yeah. I, 
I just want slow slow motion footage of me, you know, moving around, you know, trying to dodge rain droplets while the rain droplets are just hanging in there in space. Matrixing. Ari the Matrix. All right, let's let's make it happen. <laughs> yeah, just just let me drink a super the five hour energy shots, I'll be able to dodge the rain. I mean, I'm coming home yesterday. I'm like, my umbrella helped me. I'm like, I kind of wish I had brought my poncho, but it is what it is. But for real, at least at my post office, people understand the whole six-foot rule going across, you know. And it's like, it gets to a certain point before you walk, you're in the you're in the walkway, the ramp walkway indoors, and you're just standing there, and you see enough space go by, then you walk inside into the actual post office, and you stand six feet away, and it's like, as you're walking, you each try to adjust yourself to make sure you're six feet. It's like I said, if you're in my shadow, you're standing too close to me. I think a lot of it is just that people, there are still a lot of people that are very focused internally, which is fine, but yeah. uh, with a lot of what's going on now, you need to be you need to be socially aware, like the spatially aware. And a lot of people still haven't quite, quite gotten that into their heads yet. And so they they end up having the reaction like the Karen I mentioned earlier. But it's, uh, it's yeah, I'm glad a, you got your package. <laughs> thanks. It's not just a fact of being socially aware. People just don't care. True. True. Definitely true. Um, yeah. All right. Moving right along. Uh, housekeeping. Um, I had to. Because of COVID-19, I had to postpone my, my trip to South Carolina next week, which I am most likely taking. I'm moving it to Labor Day weekend. Commie willing, things are safe enough for me to travel. And most likely, yeah, we will be probably be off that weekend because let's be real. You know, there will be some people that's going to be traveling and it's still a major holiday, so we'll see how mm -hmm. that goes. So I, I think... I'd rather let people travel back on Labor Day, and I'll just travel back Tuesday afternoon and go about my merry little business. So, you know. Uh, let's see. Um, if you're still looking to get masks, uh, we have that uh, pinned. I think it's still pinned on our on our Facebook page. Uh, check with uh, the, some of our providers that we have listed. Some of them have stopped making masks. Some are doing by requests only. If you see something you like, you let them know. Um, they may not have all the fabrics available, so you really can't keep up with what's available, what's not. Just shoot them an email, they'll let you know. So, so now part of the show where it's Geek Roundtable, where we talk about you know geek stuff we've been up to this week outside of anime, maybe a little bit of anime. It's just stuff outside of how was our, our weekend day and sh and sharing some geek stuff. So, what's up with you this week, Ari? Uh, I've got this lovely new piece of uh, hardware. What'd you get? Oh, hang on. It is a a phone that's being used as a uh, a monitor. Hey, for the huh? A what now? For uh, it's for the uh, heart oh, monitor that okay. I'm hooked up to. So yeah, yeah, they sent it to they sent it to me in the mail. I had to set it up, and that's why I got a weird post about me shaving my tits. On my personal Facebook page, when I was showing it off. You mean your moves? Yeah, but yeah, this thing is a. It, 
yeah, it's stuck to my chest right now, and uh, you, like the the, the you, little white part is like detachable, and, like rechargeable, but like the the little sticker part will only last like five days or so. You know what's crazy? You can do the side boob thing and nobody says a thing. Let a woman do that. Banned from Twitch. Come no, on. I'm very disgusted about having to show you that too. So, mm. any. Anyway, um, this thing's kind of uncomfortable to wear, and uh, the part of the skin underneath the, st the sticky part itches, and I can't get to it. So how long also, I'm worried, like, every little, you know, touch of this thing will, like, disrupt it. So how long you oh, something else, on? like, something else I showed, uh... Oh, get off the friggin'... Uh, this phone is such a, a beast that, uh, I'm not even actually allowed to use the home key on it. Is prob that's because if you hit the home key, it'll kick you out of the application. So they want to make sure you say. It just says, yeah, like the yeah. only thing on here is the application. That's what it is. And the symptoms for it, you know, standard stuff. But mm -hmm. with the shit that's happening in me, I feel like I've had to report a couple things, but it's always been chest pain. Other like other because I can't really explain what's happening to me what, what I feel like is it like a, using the is it like a tightness feeling or something like that it feels like someone's like pushing out at the inside of my you know body from underneath it feels like just oh, like yeah I know like random, random like random nondescript pressures that are yeah. causing you pain or pressures, anxiety. changes in temperature yeah, yeah. that sort of yeah, stuff I, 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 yeah I actually, that's one of the reasons why I went to I went to urgent care last week because that was part of the tightness I was getting but it was just very random like like right now yeah. I, I'm stretching and I kind of feel something right here but it's like I'm still breathing normally I'm still doing what I gotta do but this, I said I go see a doctor about it just to make sure I'm good you know <laughs> yeah I'm like dealing with this constantly like every day like several times and I have been for a long while now, so. All right. Well, we're glad that you have technology that is helping you figure out what's wrong because yep. that is a lot of what chronic pain sufferers deal with a lot. And so I'm glad that you found something to help you, at least Definitely. for now. Definitely. And somebody said that when they, the last time they had it, it was like having a small purse on them at all times. So uh, this, is a, this is a much better improvement. That's, that's good. That is definitely good. And now I want a space balls the face mask, face mask. Somebody probably has one out there for sale. I mean, you know. Yeah, I just I just saw it going through my Facebook feed. <laughs> there you go. All right, Mako-chan, what is this book that we see on screen right here? Yeah, so this book that you see on screen um, is actually... Um, I. So, because of everything going on, um, one of my favorite bars in New York is closing. Um, so, those that are in the area that know about the way station, um, they did have to end up closing uh, just because there's no indication on when the bars are going to be open. And it is, you know, it's not like even when they do open, they'll be able to bring in a lot of money. Yeah, because so, yeah. Real quick, but right now the bars can 
serve drinks outside. You know, I think it's cool to walk up to a bar and get a drink and, and a plastic cup with a lid and a straw. I think that's the coolest shit ever, but it's probably yeah, not so, enough to sell, you know, the, you know, I get that. Yeah. So, um, the way station is closing and basically as soon as I heard that, um, I did have to pick this up. This is a cocktail, a drink cocktail book that was put out by the owner of the way station. Um, that basically it is a bunch of the cocktails that they actually used in the bar. Um, so they're mostly geek themed and there's some, you know, anecdotal stuff throughout the book as well. Um, the themes are, you know, range from Doctor Who, um, Doctor Horrible. Um, there, there are just a whole crap ton. Actually, I have... Let me see if I kept the pictures so I don't have to actually open up. Yeah. Um, so Fantastic Four, Farscape, Fifth Element, Lord of the Rings, Mad Max, uh, Agents of Shields, um, just a whole crap ton of different uh, different themes. Um, Sherlock Holmes, Star Trek, X Men, Tremors, Tron. So at some point I will be going through and seeing what is necessary to make some of these delicious drinks and I will be having a cocktail party in honor of the way station. That sounds pretty good. I like that. I may have to travel out for that. I, may have to I figured you would. I may have to show up as old man Joseph Josar from JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. <laughs> oh no! But yeah. yeah. I'll figure out a time and, uh, you know, figure out what exactly I'm going to make. I'm not going to get, you know, obviously the alcohol for all of the different drinks. And, uh, you know, one of my favorite drinks is actually not in the book, which is upsetting. Um, because I did like one of the Doctor Who themed drinks they had um, the companion Rose and they had a drink specifically for her and that's not in the book so that's upsetting but they do have the various doctors so you know sounds like I was made with uh, was it rose oil or something like that uh, no it's actually um, a, a brand name of rose and that's the alcohol that they used oh okay uh, so yeah, um, at some point I will figure out uh, a time when everybody can come over, even if they just come and grab a drink and go. It does sound really good. Yeah, I mean, I went through and looked at the actual drinks, and most of them are very basic. Um, the The difference between like the Doctor Who drinks is the liqueur that's used. Um, the base for most of them is uh, a lemon vodka. Mm. So, like, the Tenth Doctor is Blue Curacao, and, you know, every Doctor has its own little liqueur that's added to it to change the flavor, but obviously the base 
would be the same given that it's the doctor which not for nothing I think that they did that was kind of cool that they didn't do a complete different drink for everyone mm. but I'm excited I'm going to go through and see what's yummy and I'm going to go through and see what I already have that I can make and then watch it a couple and watch it a matter of time before our, our Twitch stream was hijacked by Mako Chan as you see her at the bar just testing experimenting with different drinks you hey, do, like, not, not for nothing, oh. I would do that. See? I was going to say, you, you could do the, the bar at the end of Anime Jam Session, like the bar at the end of the universe, <laughs> and just do all the drinks in the cocktail galaxy. Yeah. Is there stuff for Pokemon in that book? No. Mm -mm. No, there isn't really anything for anime. It's, it's more very much sci-fi sci It seems much more sci-fi fantasy, yeah. yeah. More um, like Western, Western fandoms. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, if you go back onto my Facebook, I did post um, the uh, the little index that shows all the drink names and what the drinks are mm. uh, based on. So you can go through there and see, you know, exactly what themes are in there. That's not bad. Yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> I so bet. now I have now I have this, and then I have my coffee mug from the way station. Um, I really wanted a Stein, but obviously that's not going to happen anytime soon. Well, maybe that reminds me. Oh, shop. go ahead. Maybe they'll open a gift shop or something like that online or something. No, um, Andy said that he was going to basically to help out some of the bars in the area once they do start opening up. Um, they're going to basically do a bar takeover kind of thing. Oh, nice, like a pop-up. They did right. that with, like, That's the cool. Shaw Bar over here in D.C. They did, like, the Game of Thrones pub and all the other ones, the Super Mario Nintendo one and stuff. That sounds really cool. Yeah, so he's already got that planned with a couple of the local bars in the area, and he said that once, um, once they do that, they will have the steins for sale, they'll have their mugs for sale, um, and things like that. So... I just have to, you know, they have their Facebook, so I just have to keep watching that and see when they're doing that, and then get my ass into Brooklyn. And and there's one and the bar and the, and the pop up bar. The normal patients are like, "What are all these nerds doing in here?" <laughs> <laughs> we like cons uh, hotels during con season, weddings exactly. at hotels during con season, exactly. mixing with well, normies. Oh my! See, the, the thing that I'm get the thing that I'm guessing is that um, the way station did themed nights too uh, so they did a nerdy okey mm -hmm. um, and then they did they actually had a burlesque night once mm -hmm. a month um, so those are the things that I'm guessing would be taking over these bars and not just hey it's the way station and you know we don't have the TARDIS but you know it's going to be our bartenders making drinks kind of thing that might, I mean, that seems like a much more uh, financially, like, stable way of doing geeky things or, or very niche-focused things in this time of, uh, in this time of capitalism, basically, where, I mean, they're not going to maybe have a brick and mortar, but for those people who still want to support them, this will keep them 
functioning and maybe they can come back as a phoenix from the flames in the future that, that's what i'm hoping so we're all yeah for the i just i feel really bad for them because they um within the last couple of months they just did a complete overhaul of the inside oh of the man um so that that was actually done just this past winter so you know they sunk a lot of money into oh. that and then ended up having to close anyway um you know i'm i'm really hoping that you know obviously they're going to be unable to keep where they are but i'm hoping that somebody has the storage so that they're actually able to keep the tardis doors you know the at the outside of the tardis because that was their bathroom mm-hmm. um so i'm hoping that they're going to have some place to put that and you know well, I'm, I'm sure i'm sure as a business they do have some sort of uh, storage or some sort of way to keep their basically their their kind of sunk costs or their their inventory of of whatever they own and mm-hmm. their items in a place that's safe for now until they can come back yeah i mean at this point they're gonna have to destroy the bathroom um because th- those that don't know about the bar, they've actually had uh, the actors from Doctor Who and various other shows go into the bathroom and sign the walls. Yeah, and there's plexiglass. So now they're going to have to destroy the walls just to get those signatures. Yeah. Crazy. All right, Ichigo, what's up for you? What you got? Nothing quite as um, uh, beyond the stars as Mako's story. I know, um, right? How, how do either one of us follow that shit? I know, man. <laughs> You're setting me up for failure here, Mako. Damn it. Um, I'm sorry. Booze always wins. Ichigo's <laughs> like, I got a rock. I got a rock. Sorry, <laughs> um, Charlie Brown. So back <laughs> in my days of Naruto fandom... Which, I mean, I wasn't a huge, Nar- a huge Naru- Naruto fan, but I did cosplay in chat. Guess what character I cosplayed, and it's probably none of the first ones you'll guess. But back in the day, they had a Rasengan toy um, that uh, is basically like those um, flying fairy toys where you see the horror of the little girl that flies hers after Christmas and it yeah. flies directly into the fire. Oh, yeah. Well, they created that. <laughs> In the shape of the wrestling gun, and it does have the um, spinning bladed uh, piece that goes with it. And I do still have that. I could not find it today, but I did have this, and it basically has um, the piece that has the blades actually folds up into one. And when you activate it, it pops into here. It springs open, which I thought was really cool. And um, I figured it does have a nice motor in here that if I wanted to, I could inherently repurpose it, cover it with some sort of warbler, backlight it or something, because it does look pretty cool as a blue water feature, whatever cosplay thing. And it does have a nice little handle and stuff, but it's just something that uh, came from my parents' house and my horde of weird, nerdy cosplay stuff that was in my closet a while ago. And it just came back to me, and um, I remembered finding it and being like, oh my god, that thing! Um, so I thought this would be a fun little toy to, uh, to share with you guys today because, uh, I don't, hi gosh, I, I know it was like the early to mid 2000s when I got this thing. So, um, if I find the other piece, maybe I'll demo it for you guys next week. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's just a fun little like blast from the past. Um, 
the Naruto fandom was one of the first ones that actually gave me a sense of like camaraderie in the uh, cosplay community. So uh, when um, I fell into other fandoms and stuff, um, you never really, I don't know, like there's different communities within different ones, but I always found like friendships and um, kind of building into that fandom with the Naruto fandom and the One Piece fandom. Those were kind of the two like families, cosplay families that I fell into um, for the mainstream. Obviously I have my weird cult favorite things, but like for the mainstream stuff, those are the two kind of cosplay families I fell into. And this was just a nice little blast from the past. I think that's pretty cool. Let's see. Again, to follow up with that, I got a rock. <laughs> Actually, it, it's it's my LTTstore.com water bottle. So, because I kept saying that, you know, y'all generally see me here doing the stream. I usually have like like a can of seltzer water or something like that. And I kept saying that, you know, I enjoy my my seltzer water, my spring water, but I want to drink more regular water. So. What I'm going to start doing is, during the show, is just sit here with my water bottle and just drink, like, 20 ounces of water during the show. So, that's basically this, and the shirt, and the zip ties, which I will probably get around to figuring out and redoing sometime this weekend. Which means I'm going to have to shut my computer down, unhook everything, and rewire it the way it should be. And I'm kind of happy about that, because I don't like large bunches of cables just, like... Just holding on for dear life, you know? Cable management is tech porn, y'all. Okay? No, no, no. I'm not... <laughs> it, it, no it, it is. See, it's only tech porn when it looks like it's all perfect. Everything is perfect together. This, what's on the backside of a fallen angel, is far from tech porn. But if I will, if I were to turn the camera to the other side, all the RGB, that is tech porn. What... Mako Chan's computer paradox is doing now. If those, I can tell you this right now. If the RGB on that was any brighter, advertising the book, the book, that's tech porn right there. So, and I've had people get well, on my. Well, I do have, I do have lit fans at the top of this thing. Exactly. There have been and at the back of this thing, yep. and at the front of yep. this thing. There have been times I have posted equipment and people have gotten on my case for for posting porn okay and for the record <laughs> it's not real porn it's just computer parts we're nerdy as fuck like that okay cosplayers and sewers yeah. and other um you know artisans and and hobbyists have those things too where it is just aesthetically like perfection or it is it is you know give me hands you know so we all have those those moments, and okay. cable management is one of those things. Look, I I I've, I already said it, so I, I I already said it. If I end up dating a cosplayer and I have to deal with her going to all these fabric shops, and I'm just gonna and I and I'm gonna be like, if that's what I gotta deal with, she's gonna deal with me going going up and down through Micro Center picking out as I pick out parts and stuff like that. And if she complains, I'm like. Don't say a damn thing to me if your if your Twitch stream fails. All right, there's a reason why we're here. <laughs> you know, so <sighs> people. All right, so anywho, let's go ahead and get into tonight's show because we are sadly derailed. So it's kind of figure we're gonna go late, but it is what it is. So 
First up, another anime reboot. I remember this as one of the original animes that Pioneer put out back in the day, Battle Athletes. And then they had Battle Athletes Victory. I never got a chance to watch it. I do know that the series is out of print, so if you got your hands on it, good job, mate. But as you can see, it's being rebooted. Um, it's, it's being called Battle Athletes Dion Dokai Restart. The manga is already, I believe, is already out. It's on, it's on their official website. You can find that. Um, first two chapters have already launched. So I think that's going to be pretty freaking cool. So It's done by uh, Rui Takata. So, and you can find the manga on the website Comic Ruel, which is R-U-E-L-L-E, and also Comic Jardin. Uh, let's see what else we got here. The basis of it is Takato's manga features a completely brand new story for the 90s multimedia series Battle Athletes Victory. In the science fiction sports action set in the year 5100, elite athletes from around the solar system compete to become Cosmic Beauty, the champion of a huge athletic tournament. The prologue chapter includes images of the new competitors as well as Larry Feldnut, Chris Christopher, Akari Kandaki, Cosmic Beauties of 100 Years Ago. The Battle Athletes Dakadai OVA shipped in Japan from 97 to 98. The sequel series, uh, Victory, uh, re retells the story with a different plot and characters, which also premiered in 97. Up released both series on home video in North America. Home video. That's something I haven't heard in a very long time. It's like when you hear home VHS video. tapes. Yeah, exactly, you know? There was manga, and back then you had the manga, the video games, novels, and radio dramas. I wonder if I could find the games. That would probably be fun. I wonder if you even translate it. Takato's other mangas includes Devilman Grimoire, Mikaru Run X, Hagure Idol Jigukuen, Cynthia the Mission, and Devilman Grimoire is being translated and published by Seven Seas Entertainment. Well, that's pretty cool. If we're getting all these reboots, can we please get a reboot of Ronma One Half, please? Please? You know? I mean, if, if y'all could do Inuyasha GT, I, I see no reason why y'all can't do this. <laughs> and yes, I will bitch about that to the end of time. <laughs> Alright, Mako-chan? Uh, yes. So, for um, the anniversary uh, of everything that's going on, Kyoto Animation is going to be streaming a memorial video. They posted a notice on Friday that they will stream a memorial video on its YouTube channel on July 18th which will mark the one-year anniversary of the fire that burned down the company's studio one, uh, one building, uh, which ended up killing 36 people and injuring 33. The video will be streamed in Japanese only at 10.30 a.m. and will be available throughout the day after the streaming. The notice further states that plans for a memorial visit have been canceled due to the COVID-19 uh, virus. The company therefore asks that the public refrain from visiting the site of the Fallen Studio One 
stressing that regardless of the date, we respectfully request your kind uh, prohib uh, prohibition of visiting. Condolence gifts will also be declined. So, you know, obviously, uh, this is a really big thing. And the fact that they are doing a video um, is actually really nice. Mm -hmm. um, they are still, you know, figuring out what exactly is going to go into that space. Uh, the residents still really do not want a monument or park because of the large amount of visitors that yeah. will end up uh, coming to the neighborhood. Uh, so they are still trying to figure out exactly what's going on. Um, I don't know. They didn't have anything listed on what the exact plans were. Um, but my guess is they were going to be doing some sort of uh, vigil at the site of uh, the studio um, since the uh, demolition is complete so whether or not the video was going to be done with the um, memorial that they were going to be doing or whether or not the video is now being done instead of that uh, that I don't know but obviously you know if you are interested in seeing that it's going to be on the Kyo Anime uh, YouTube channel on uh, as I said 1030 on yeah. July 18th mm. okay uh, okay Let's here looks like we have like a bit of an echoing issue here looks like everything is slightly fine okay I think I see what happened here hold on let me make a slight adjustment sorry people Live radio, boys and girls. Let's. There we go. Quick, quick, easy edit on the fly. So, we're good. All right. So, should be no, well, should be no more echo from from Mako. Oh, uh, I was echoing. Yeah, it's. You so, were just it, a little echoey in chat. Um, Theo was being amazing. Yeah. Super gold star apple sticker for you, sir. Fifty um, points and for helping us out with the audio. Fifty points for Gryffindor. Yeah, if there's an audio issue, like I said, it's since everything's coming through uh, Fallen Angel here, I can just change it on the fly, thankfully. Now, video, on the other hand, I can't change on the fly. I have to stop the stream and restart it, and that's a pain in the tuss. All right. From... Oh, go ahead. It's on you now, Ichigo. Oh, I was going to say, from dark to darker. Mm. Uh, and... Uh... Pun not intended with the name, but if it brings you maybe a little bit of joy, Dark Horse... Uh, is uh, in a bit of a uh, kerfuffle, as it were. Um, Dark Horse is ending ties with former editor-in-chief Scott Alley. Uh, publisher Dark Horse Comics announced on Twitter on June 24th that the company will no longer work with Scott Alley. Former Doc Dark Horse editor Shauna Gore accused the former editor-in-chief of the company of sexual assault prior to Dark Horse Comics' decision. Um, they then posted on their official media, uh, I believe it's their Twitter, and they say, we believe Shauna Gore effective immediately. Dark Horse Comics will not be working with Scott Alley now or in the future. We apologize to fans, creators, and employees for all the damage and hurt Scott has caused. His removal from every Dark Horse project will be followed by sincere and active change. It is critical that employees feel safe, secure, and supported in the workplace 
and they should feel safe in making these inexcusable actions known without fear or reprisal. Dark Horse Comics will dedicate itself to ensuring that this will not ever happen again in our company. We can and will do better. Um, <laughs> Theo Theo's just making comments in the mm -hmm. chat. I was just pausing to see what he said. Um, Dark Horse also posted a statement from its founder, Mark, Mike Richardson, on Thursday. Um, and it covered a larger, uh, more in-depth statement. Um, Richardson outlined the new policy changes for the company, including a no-tolerance policy, required classes for all staff and staff meetings on a reoccurring basis to evaluate how successfully we have achieved our goal of maintaining a safe and harassment-free workplace. Mike Mignola, the uh, creator of the Hellboy franchise, stated on Twitter on Wednesday that he is discontinuing work with Scott Alley. Gore made the accused accusations on Twitter on Wednesday which included an incident in which Gore says Ali sexually assaulted her in a van in 1999 in 2015 Ali was previously accused of drunkenly groping comics writer Joe Harris during San Diego Comic Con along with other anonymous allegations Ali apologized in a statement to the comic book resources website after the accus accusations surfaced and Richardson stated at the time in cases such as these we have been proactive in our response with a variety of professional services involved, all with the goal of changing behavior. Additionally, a number of internal responses are acted upon, including termination of such behavior continues. He added, we at Dark Horse will renew our efforts to make sure that our company will never again be mentioned with regards to this type of occurrence. And it seems like they've held true to that, that statement. Ali has served as the editor for works as such as Hellboy, The Umbrella Academy, um, and he was the editor-in-chief in the company from 1994 to 2015. He was the executive senior editor from 2015 to 2017, and afterwards he went to work on as a freelancer with the company. Um, it seems, though, that they are reinforcing the fact that they do not tolerate this kind of behavior and the mm -hmm. fact that they acted on it as soon as it became aware for the reoccurrence um, that it seems they are making the best possible move and addressing it in a, in a reinforcement, like a positive way to better their community. So that's good. Um, but yeah, so... That um, is an unfortunate situation, and I feel like uh, it's fortunate that we're actually having a lot of people feeling confident that they can come out with their stories and come out in the movement of outing people that are toxic and mm -hmm. um, detrimental yeah. and predatory in our communities. Um, I hope that people feel safe to do that in the future without fear of repercussions or reprisals, and all we can do is try to be better as a community don't do that shit and, and let, it's gross yeah, and, and let me follow up um i'll make this part brief um like the follow-up we've had a, something similar happen within our cosplay community over the weekend somebody that i was not really close with but somebody i knew and i knew i had an idea of what was going on because he came to me with various issues and i gave him the best possible advice on how to handle the situation but evidently there was more than it beats the eye and the thing is, you always want to defend your friends, but at the same time, you also got to call your friends out when they do dumb shit like this. And he did something to somebody I cared for deeply, and I, and I stepped back. I'm like, I, I cannot, 
in good consciousness sit here and defend you saying you changed when you went ahead and did something that I asked you not to do. And I found that very disrespectful. Now, if this person does change and becomes a better person, as long as he remembers where he was and where he is now and going to be a better person, I will pick up the friendship uh, friendship branch or whatever and keep it going. I'm okay with that. But if you're going to keep you keep doing the same mistakes over and over and use a crutch for why you do that, I, I can't do that. That's something I can't do. So. And it, it's an unfortunate circumstance because what we're seeing is a lot of these people with these negative behaviors or, or, or predatory behaviors are either falling back on crutches where they think it will get mm -hmm. them kind of an immunity yep. to the repercussion of their actions or they are trying to get the benefit of the pity or the yeah. the denial of well because he was nice to me or they were nice exactly. to me yeah. or mm -hmm. she was nice to me that no they could never do any wrong and it's one of those situations where a lot of it's going to be the proof is in the pudding. Mm -hmm. If you can't put forth the effort in being a better person and being a good person, and if two two days down the line, two years down the line, we still see the toxic behavior, then that just exactly. shows yeah. that it was just to save face. Exactly. So, and given we that, will see. Yeah, and given how basically cons are basically not happening, this will give this person time to kind of better evaluate themselves and be a better person so and that's it we're basically going to say on that uh this may be a topic in an upcoming town hall episode i have no idea when we'll do that but it'll, it'll happen okay moving right along ari what's going on in the japanese entertainment industry i hear they're kind of broke can't hear you All right, sorry about that. Mm -hmm. Skype kind of went into business for itself. Anyhow, the P.S. Soken Live Entertainment Research Company revealed on June 30th that its profit it projects a 70% drop in revenue for live entertainment events in 2020 compared to last year. The company projected a total 2020 revenue of 183.6 billion yen, about 1.7 billion for 2020. Down from last year, six hundred twenty-six billion, or about five point eight billion. It's a lot of money. Live events in January began delaying or canceling due to the spread of, the, of COVID nineteen as early as February, and events still limit still limit attendance after even lifting a state of emergency in Japan in June. Biosoka projects that the rest of the year will not be enough to revitalize the market. Last year's total industry revenue about six twenty-five point nine billion represent a 7.4 increase from 2018 and the third year of and third year on year increase for the industry <clears throat> pardon me music related live events earned 423.7 billion yen which is about a little under 4 billion dollars and formed two-thirds of total revenue in 2019 stage related events earned 205.8 billion yen about almost 2 billion and music event music related events earned 9.3 percent more in 2009 compared to 2018 yeah in other words they're taking a huge hit uh, it's like yeah. oh no the 
those poor corporations. <clears throat> uh, yeah, some things are more important than uh, going to concerts right now. So, uh... I I mean, it does kind of affect it down to the very bottom, but yeah. yeah. At least in Japan, the people are more understanding about why they have to wear masks. Exactly. And, uh, they were they were wearing masks for reasons we should have been wearing them for a very long time. So. Mm-hmm. And we'll just leave it at that. Okay, let's move right along here. Let's see. Oh, I didn't even identify these two. These. I'll do this one, and either Ichigo or Mako can do can pick up the last one. Um, Demon Slayer is hitting the big screen. Demon Slayer Kimetsu no Yaiba is going to be shown on North American screens, and that's going to be pretty freaking cool. Uh, Funimation announced this at Funimation Con 2020 over the weekend. Um, and this is the sequel to the television series Demon Slayer Kimetsu no Yaiba. The, the sequel movie will be called Kimetsu Demon Slayer Kimetsu no Yaiba, the movie Mugen Train, or Kimetsu no Yaiba Mugen Resha Hen. It will open in Japan on October 16th. Um, let's see what else do we have here. Um, they have not just said when it'll hit North American theaters, but maybe it'll show up maybe within a couple of weeks after that. Or if it's something like that, we'll definitely have it reported here on, on, to, on our show. Uh, basically, as Aniplex says it, um, it is the Taisho period in Japan. Tanjiro, a kind-hearted boy who sells charcoal for a living, finds his family slaughtered by a demon. To make matters worse, his younger sister Nezuko, the sole survivor, has been transformed into a demon herself. Through devastated by this grim reality, Tanjiro resolves to become a demon slayer so that he can turn his sister back to a human and kill the demon that massacred his family. And I find it kind of uh, interesting that the demon looks like uh, Michael Jackson from Smooth Criminal. And there are a lot of AMVs to that on YouTube. I'm not surprised. I know. I actually sat there. I was like, I wonder if there is an AMV. And I just looked. I'm like, oh, there you go. It autocorrected in uh, YouTube, didn't it? No, it's just there. I mean, there's like, a, there's like, last I checked, there was at least seven or eight AMVs. So, but given how things have been lately, I'm kind of hoping that this movie, when it comes out, it comes we can watch it online instead of having to go into the theaters because I've been reading about how these movie theaters have been acting lately and I'm just like, you know what? You can keep your $15 bo bag of popcorn. I'll just sit right here at home. Or yeah, they might stream it through another service. We're hoping. I mean, since Funimation is partially owned by Sony, there's something, so, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm surprised the theaters are acting the way they are. Um, at this point, they should be taking what they can get mm -hmm. instead of, you know, going, no, if I can't have it, then we're just going to not do anything. Yeah. Oh, AMC, how you put your foot in your freaking mouth. Yeah. I, I, I kind of want AMC to get bought out by, um... I want to see them get bought bought out by by Amazon just on principle alone of them running their freaking mouths. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, you know, there's updates for that. I'll check that later. 
Well, Mako, do you want to take the next article, or would you like me to? I will take the next article, and then you three can fight over the Japan news. <laughs> ah. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, the filming for the live-action Cowboy Bebop and for Power Rangers is back on again in New Zealand. Um, so, uh, the New Zealand Ministry of Business, Innovation, and Employment is allowing five overseas productions to enter the country for filming in the next six months. Even as most of the countries are still dealing with the uh, COVID-19 virus. The productions that have received border exemptions include Netflix's uh, live-action Cowboy Bebop, All Sparks Power Rangers Beast Morphers, and uh, other uh, random series. Uh, so, um, so the other productions uh, that are receiving the exemption is Amazon's Lord of the Rings series, Netflix's Sweet Tooth series, Peter Farley's film Greatest Beer Run Ever, uh, which is starring <laughs> Vigo Mortensen. Uh, New Zealand already granted exemptions to James Cameron and 20th Century Studios for the Avatar sequels. If we ever and, see them. Well, no, they're working on it now, finally. Mm. And uh, Netflix's Power of the Dog film. So I'm guessing they, they mean the, uh, the James Cameron avatars? Yes. Okay, yeah. I'm still not interested in either version of Avatar movie sequels, so... Uh. Hmm. Um, so, New Zealand has actually almost completely eradicated COVID-19, mm -hmm. uh, which is why they are maintaining such a tight border, so that... Um, how like whatever is going on stays isolated so the crew members of avatar had to actually wait two weeks in isolation upon arriving in new zealand before they could actually get to production um so obviously they are really really cracking down so what this is going to mean more than likely is that all of these actors are going to end up having to go into the country and be stuck there for, you know, two weeks just to make sure that they aren't sick. And then once that occurs, they will basically be given free reign. You know, because some countries actually care mm -hmm. about the situation we're in America. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, I'm excited because obviously, um, you know, Cowboy Bebop and everything. So, so that's exciting to me to hear that it's one of the series that was actually granted the green light to continue um, I know that there are a lot of series uh, I know the Canadian series basically those are the WB series they're given the green light in the next couple of months to uh, restart production and filming so that excites me just because you know I'm a huge supernatural nerd and they still have the last two episodes to record uh, before one of them goes on to become, you know, Walker. Uh, but yeah, so I mean, as, as crappy as it is and as slow as everything has had to be to open, mm -hmm. um, I still think everything's going too quickly. <laughs> Mm. Yeah, look, look, look. most definitely. I, I've already said it, and I'll put money on it. You want to see the numbers drop again? 
wait till the winter time. At that point, nobody's going to want to go anywhere because it's cold. By then, well, I guarantee by March or April of 2021, COVID-19 numbers will be at a near manageable levels. Mm. I deny that. Okay. I well, And I say I say that because the winter months are some of the heaviest for travel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All the holidays. All the holidays, yeah. And so the you've got all of you. you've got all of your holidays, you've got, you know, the massive amounts of shopping, mm-hmm. but you also have the massive amount of cruises. You have the massive mm-hmm. amounts of, I I... you know, going to the warmer climates for vacation. So the only way that we're truly going to have things, you know, eradicated by the middle of winter is if travel is completely stopped. I that won't I, happen, though. No, I don't, and it won't. No, I just I just see because of, I, just, I think just because of the winter, I don't, I hear what you're saying, it's the most popular travel time of the year, but for this year coming up, I'm not buying that. Not this year. Not for what the hell is going on in this country. We can't stop people from going to the damn beach as it is. You really expect people to stop, you know, traveling. And I mean, between that and the cold, I, I'm just saying, I, that's my coin you here. But I... I well, the, th- the thing is, look at your normal times when people get sick. The normal flu season is during the winter. And that means that during the winter, this is going to pick up, not slow down. COVID notwithstanding, though, it sounds like that if they're moving forward with getting certifications so that they can continue filming, that Johnny Cho is probably on the road to recovery, and hopefully he'll be a smart gentleman and actually use his stunt workers to actually do their stunt work so he doesn't get any further injuries so that we he can heal up properly and recover well and i hope all the best for him and his and the rest of the crew because i would love to see his his acting as spike i feel like right. if as, as if any I. yeah as well cuz you know been watching shows on netflix i'll get into that later or next week and i'm like seasons already up i hope things get to a level where we can get more seasons now the follow up on on that last article I went looking on Twitter for this because I saw it on my Twitter feed earlier tonight, and I, and I retweeted it, and I just want to share this. Today, I learned that New Zealand lets health experts make the decisions about how to deal with the pandemic rather than politicians, and as of today, they have zero COVID cases. Wow. Almost as if science and common sense works. Wow. It's fucking mind-blowing, isn't it? And that was from two days ago. And following it up, I'm looking at on the Anime Jam session Twitter where I where I have people following over there. Anime Matsuri was canceled by the mayor of Houston. Oof. Basically, he said there will be no conventions for the whole year except for the GOP event. Other than that, nothing's happening. All conventions that were scheduled to be held at that convention center will be canceled until next year with the exception of the Texas GOP's in-person convention that is set for July 16th. <laughs> wow. That's all Why? Uh, why is it even going on? Like, you've canceled uh, everything else. You have, to I understand, just... this is, you have to understand, this is the same convention that will, uh, has Vic there as a guest of honor. After all the stuff that he's done, 
after all of that, they still have him as a guest, okay? And you want to ask why they're still pushing for the... Mm-mm. Mm-mm. That's it. That's the I just canceled so that all the um, unfortunate little Congoers that are still trying to go out stay home. But um, yeah, that's a super uh, good job, everybody. Yay. Uh, humanity. <laughs> mm-hmm. I hate this planet and I hate these people. I don't want to live on this planet anymore. Um... <laughs> But, uh... all right. Now that we're done with all of that, it's time for the part of the show that you know you really stick around here for. Called "Meanwhile in Japan," where we find where Mako Chan finds very interesting articles and see if she can crack one of our skulls in regards to some of these topics. Uh, I'll take the second one, I guess. Well. I guess I'll take First the last. First one's yours, Ranma. I guess I'll take that one. Says Mako said, threw us to the wolves. So lovely. What? Nothing. <laughs> First up, this is something we've been talking about on the show off and on for about a year. A go-karting company called Mari Car was doing Mario Kart-style go-karting in Japan. They got busted because they were using uh, trademark rights from Nintendo without permission. And lawsuits back and forth basically bankrupted them. So a few weeks ago, they decided to have a fundraiser to raise funds to keep the company going. It didn't work. And that was great timing on that track. <laughs> Basically, Akihabara-based uh, go-kart rental company, now known as Street Kart, their revenue is basically from international visitors to come play play on their carts uh, and drive around, which is cool. But since nobody's coming, they've been struggling to keep the business afloat, even with the lawsuits. And like I said, they've had to rename from Mari Kart to Street Kart and do some fundraising. So... They basically out almost a half a million dollars at the end of January because they have to pay Nintendo 50 million yen in regards to the lawsuits, the trademark infringements, the copyrights, and all of that. So, so what they decided to do in April is start a crowdfunding called Save the Street Cart. Two months go by. Guess how much money that they raised? Without looking at the article. Maybe like 2k? Alright, what do you say, Ari? Uh, 5k, I guess. What do you say, Mako-chan? I read the articles when I found it, so... Just throw a number out there. No, because that doesn't I know, know. Well. It's called playing <laughs> stupid! Okay. Okay. They raised $108. Four people backing it in two months. Uh, and it didn't help the fact that the campaign, which was ran on Japanese site Campfire, was completely in Japanese. They, it really couldn't help international visitors who don't read Japanese. The medicines, though, had a few things to say, such as only good-for-nothing types ride these carts anyway. 
Why did they run this campaign on a Japanese crowdfunding site? Surely they should have used a crowdfunding site popular with foreigners instead. Wonder if they'll survive. If not, another business will steal their idea later on anyway. They should have offered lifetime unlimited rides for 10,000 yen, which is like 100 bucks. The only reward tiers offered during the campaign was a thank you email from staff for donations of 500 yen and an 8,000 yen tour ticket in return for 5,000 yen. More reward options may have resulted in a better result, but since the campaign ran on an all-for-nothing basis, the money will be given back to the people. That sucks. It's not a surprise, but unfortunately, because I guess they they didn't market their fundraising to their target market, no, so... That's an unfortunate situation. But in our chat, Theo guessed $100, and he was the closest. Uh, uh, good job, sir. Yes, good game. Pretty good. Pretty good. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Ari, you want to take the next one? Sure. One second. Let me bring it back up. Where was it? <clears throat> An Aichi man arrested after ha allegedly. Ha after having slashed over a thousand women's tires to get to know them better. What? What a fucking charmer. <laughs> That's an insult so to woman... charmers around the world. So, a woman got her tire slashed, and uh, someone, and another driver came up, offered to replace the damaged tire, but she got deja vu because that was the same thing that happened to her last June. So she were. She reported the encounter to the police who had investigated the matter and th found through surveillance camera footage that the younger driver, Yoshito Harada, had slashed her tire in the parking lot of the supermarket and followed her to the car until it pulled over so she, so he could be the first one to see to offer help. And he did it in order to meet the woman he was tailing. And there was an eerily similar case in 2013 of something like this. The suspect then was also named Yoshido Harada, who was 25 at the time and hailed as the same city as this Harada. <clears throat> Harada avoided prison by comp by compensating the few victims who came forward 30,000 yen each, which is about $279. He also agreed to monitoring measures such as a GPS tracker that his parents could use to make sure he was staying out of trouble. And it didn't work, and he was picked up again in 2016 after a victim told him that acquaintance also had their tire fixed by the man in the same way. Mm -hmm. So after about a decade of criminal mischief and countless money spent on spare tires, sealant, and restitution, he still wasn't able to hit it off with a single woman. His four-digit sample size was still too small to gauge the abysmal success rate of landing a date by slashing someone's tires. And the netizens had a field day with it, saying, uh, no capacity to learn from mistakes, it's friggin' James Bond stuff, you must be really good at changing tires. <laughs> so yeah, tampering with people's vehicles is an extremely dangerous way to get to know them and should be avoided at all costs. Yeah, thanks. You know, it's like sl slashing tires, cutting brake lines, or non-vehicular crimes like licking ears or hair. Ugh. God, this, this site gets weird. It's not the site, it's the people. Yeah, the Asia, the Florida of Asia. If you want to call it that. 
it, you know, uh, from from a female perspective, don't don't do a chief. It, it is not a, a charming or a cute <laughs> or save save. I'm I'm not a damsel. I will probably slice you for slicing my tires. Um, <laughs> yeah. Because we all know Ichigo has a has a switchblade on her at any given time. So I I have a glass breaking device in my car that has a three inch knife. Do not fuck with me. Um, See. But yeah, you know, for those those deep dives into the ocean that I'm always expecting. Um, <laughs> How long can this car stay down here? How long can you hold your breath? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Okay, well, uh, I mean, from Slash Tires being kind of a, a crappy situation for female kind, we actually have one small victory for man and woman and non-binary kind in Japan against the NHK. Um, for those who don't know, the NHK is a governmental party that is in control of also their broadcasting, and they lost a court case to a Tokyo woman who couldn't watch... Uh, it the the NHK uh, because her TV had a blocker installed. Um, now, for those who don't know, uh, they have a very strict way of enforcing um, bill payment for TV, which is to the point of like a solicitor will go around and if you don't pay your bills, then they will they they act kind of like the mafia a little bit. Um, one small victory for our man and womankind and non-binary kind because I'm going to include that. Um, living in Japan is great, except for the NHK collectors. These door-to-door -door salesmen, as one might call them, regularly come knocking on people's doors asking them to pay the NHK public broadcasting organization's mandatory fee of 14,000 to 26,000 yen, or roughly 130 to $240 US uh, per year. Since they work for contracted companies instead of the NHK directly, they tend to be unaffected by the pressure of having a good reputation, and are often overly persistent and even resort to brazen actions to coerce you into paying. They're widely regarded as a nuisance, so people, in general, actively try to avoid paying and even interacting with them at all. It's technically illegal to avoid the fee. But you don't have to pay it if you have no way to watch the NHK. Mm -hmm. Like, for example, you have no TV. Since they have no way of verifying whether you have a TV or not, they have no way of forcing you to pay. <laughs> Many people have shared lots of ways to get around paying the NHK collectors, but once you've signed the contract and start paying the fee, you're just about locked in for life. But one Tokyo woman found a way to get out of it. The woman bought a TV that had a filter that blocked the NHK, thus voiding the contract under the clause that states that when there is no way to receive broadcasts, such as by having no television, the contract is no longer necessary. But the NHK refused to accept their end of the contract, and so the woman decided to take them to court. The NHK argued that the woman would be able to watch the NHK if she used tools to attach a signal boosting device to her television. And thus, she should still have to pay the fee. However, the presiding judge in the case, Judge Ritsuko Ogawa, said that she can't get NHK without a booster, then she has no contractual obligation to pay. She didn't alter the television herself, and a woman without specialized knowledge wouldn't be able to restore the signal. It's a landmark win against the organization who seems to win every court battle against anti-NHK proponents. 
The ruling is especially notable because a similar case where a man installed the device to block NHK himself, mm -hmm. the NHK won by claiming the man could uninstall the device by himself at any time. But in this case, the woman bought the TV with the device installed, albeit with the intention to block NHK, and had no knowledge of how to uninstall it. So the rule ended up in her favor. So the woman seems to have found one pretty airtight way to get around or out of paying the NHK broadcasting fee, but one must wonder if she really won, when she probably spent a good amount of money on court fees just to get out of paying a few hundred dollars per year. Well, that doesn't matter, as the leader of the protected the nation, the protected nation from the NHK party, Takashi Tachibana, would say it's the principle of the matter that counts. That's and an considering, thing. Yep. considering how parasitic they are, I would see that as a win, and I hope that it goes to form future judgments on varying cases against this. <sighs> That's what I have to say about that. And if it happens, this is what kind of happens, you know? I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but you know. I'm just so, I just think it's kind of sad that they send these people out to see if you're watching this or not, you know? It, it, uh, in our chat, we have Theo stating the NHK collectors are not as bad as the UK debt collectors. Oh, um, yeah. I imagine they're probably cut from the same cord as far as, like, connections within the underbelly of society, though. That they are probably connected to situations where the more you bug people, the more money you make, the scared, the more scared the populace are of you. Um, and in, in this uh, article, they do call it more of a nuisance, but I, I highly doubt that it is that downplayed. Um, a lot of uh, Japanese society, when it comes to things that affect the individual, tend to downplay what it is a lot more, shame people who deal with it a lot more. So I would imagine that it's, it's more than a nuisance. It's probably more of a, uh, like a situation where it, it, it can be dangerous, I'm sure, in certain situations. But, yeah. That's all I gotta say is... Well... Shall we go ahead and end the show? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I, I, I like the sound of that. Well, if you like the show... Tell a friend. They in turn will tell another friend, and so on and so forth. We're independent bloggers, independent podcasters. We do this for the fun of it. So what we tell you what we like and don't like, we're being straight up about it. So there you go. If you have any questions about our show, drop us a line at podcast at animejamsession.com. Again, that is podcast at animejamsession.com. We're here to believe you. Check out our website at animejamsession.com, where you will see our weekly podcast, uh, Cosplay Tips and Tricks, Cosplay, no, wait, wait a second, weekly podcast, Cosplay Tips and Tricks, Cosplayer Interviews, Anime Reviews, links to our uh, YouTube video, uh, videos from conventions, links to our Facebook pages for, con for cosplay coverage and so on and so forth, and convention reviews. All that and then some at AnimeJamSession.com. 
and have a mobile device, I mean, who doesn't? You can take us on the go with you. Uh, you can find us on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Pocket Cast, anything. iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spotify. Search Anime Jam Session. You'll find over 450-something episodes of our podcast, from the most cringy to the most pretty interesting to the most outlandish. So definitely check that out, Anime Jam Session. And don't forget, you can find us on other social media sites as well. Follow us on Twitter for when we're going live, when we're linking back to articles on our website and other cool stuff. You can find us on YouTube where you can see all of our convention coverage and cosplays, all that cool stuff. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook where you see all of our, our convention video photos and all other cool stuff. So now we're going to go around the room. Last words, Ari. I just want to go to bed. That's it. Sounds about right. Last words, Mako-chan. I'm going to read a little bit, but I think I'm hungry, so I might get myself some cereal. Last words, Ichigo. I'm gonna go eat some food and then maybe try to sleep. We'll find out on this episode of. <laughs> oh, Ichigo! My last words. I'm gonna continue figuring out how, how to properly, how properly uh, remap this new mouse. I continue looking for back issues of Ninja High School on eBay. I can't believe I'm doing that, but it is what it is. But anywho, that is it. End of list. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. So, I'm Ranma. I'm Ari. I'm Mako-chan. And I need to go. Great fight. Great night. See you next week. Good night, everybody. Bye. Remember to wash your damn hands, stay hydrated, and rest up. See you later, people. Say good night, Mako-chan. Good night, Mako-chan. All right. That's it. We're out of here. Good night, y'all. Session and AJS Productions. No fanboys and fangirls were hurt, maimed, shot, electrocuted, or pistol whipped in this episode. For now. The views, opinions, and thoughts expressioned on the show do not reflect the staff or the network as a whole. But we're still right, damn it! For transcripts of this episode, start typing. Check us out at AnimeJamSession.com and VogNetwork.com for more information about us and other programming. Jamatane!